0: hey guys welcome back to the next episode of lunch break a podcast to help you guys get more exposed to the students and community and staff i'm your host megan Han, and for today's lunch i'm having a ham sandwich for today's episode we're reading between the lines with our next guest miss cullen who is an english teacher at students to start off miss cullen what are you having for lunch today i usually bring my lunch and today i packed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich Oh, I've uh, actually never had a peanut butter Jesus.
1: No? <laughs> no, nope, never. Okay, so I recommend <laughs> the crunchy peanut butter because there's a little bit more texture. Okay. And I toast my bread, which is not what people normally do. But then it doesn't get soggy. Oh, okay. Is so, there like a specific jam? Or like- I have raspberry jam today. So oh, nice. it's up to you if you like grape or strawberry or whatever. But I, I'd suggest it. It's kind of a staple. It's like a go-to. It's a good college thing to have because peanut butter can stay for a really long time and you don't have
0: mm-hmm. to re- refrigerate it. So just, just a thought. I'll try it. I'll consider it sometime <laughs> then. Okay, so to get started off, so why did you become an English teacher? Like, was there that certain aha moment? Um, when
1: I was in high school, there was an English teacher that was really impactful. He made his job look so easy. Not that that's why I wanted to do it, but he just was so um, immersed in connecting with students. And I was like, that would be really cool to have that kind of a job. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Like when I was a little girl, I had in my basement, like a little classroom set up and a chalkboard. And I was a geek that way, but I always, you know, I thought that would be something that would be really neat to be able to do and my aha is I love to see people think so when Mm. I get kids to like make the connections and they pause
0: and they just kind of think about things that's like ah (laughs)
1: that's why I do this so
0: is there a reason why it was like English in particular or
1: um I
0: always like to write um Mm -hmm. surprisingly I wouldn't call
1: myself a huge reader like When I was a little girl, I'd go to the library with my friend and she'd bring back a stack of books and I'd bring back a stack of books. She'd finish all of hers and I'd kind of like ponder them and I'd get through them, but it was never like... She went through them a lot faster than I... So ironically, I have a reading minor. So I do value
0: um, the importance of reading, but I find myself more drawn to writing. I think I'm kind of like that, too. Yeah. yeah. like, when it comes down to it, I think I'm definitely more of, like, a writer than a reader. hmm I also do that, too, though. Go to the library, yeah. get a stack, <laughs> and just, like, put them there, like, ponder. It, yeah. oh, should I start reading it now? Yeah, I, sh- I should. I, I have
1: a whole stack of books that either people have given me, or i I picked out myself. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to those. <laughs> yes, <we laughs> I'll just... <laughs> get to those. But it's, for me, writing is going back to that, aha, that thinking process, right, to... Mm-hmm to try to figure out what's the best way to convey an idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: I hmm. mean, okay, how do you, like, what's your perspective of being, like, a good writer? Is there, like, a certain... Because I know you don't like to follow formulas. You right. like for people to, like, follow their own rhythms, create their own right. things. So what do you think is, like, good for starting your writing? I, I think you touched on a lot of it, but I think
1: as you... Develop as a writer, formulas and patterns are necessary to have a foundation, but truly authentic writing is more organic, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like the other day somebody asked me, How many pieces of evidence do I need to have in my paragraph? I don't know. How (laughs) many people, how many pieces of evidence will make the argument strong? So I think it, I think the best writers, it's like you can. feel like okay this is this is i'm conveying my idea clearly and that's an individual thing so it's getting to that if we call it a sweet spot or someone knows yes i've conveyed my idea people will understand what i'm writing and thinking that that is i think important but in order to get there i think you do have to plan things so mm-hmm. i'm not like oh just sit down and start writing I don't think that happens until you evolve to the point where you're truly confident in your writing, where you can just sit down and write. Even when I write, I'm still a paper and pencil person. I have a harder time just drafting on a computer. So I will handwrite and then scratch out and
0: come back, and I'm revising Mm -hmm. all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So how exactly do you, like, improve at writing? Because writing is always seen as just something you're either good at or bad at. It's not, like, something people see as you can, like, grow. So how exactly oh. do you get better? I think I think you can grow. I think it's the more you do anything,
1: whether it's shooting a free throw or making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> you can get better at it the more you do it. So I think, like, in the class that you have, AP Lang, You're looking at different types of writing, and the more experience you have with those, the better you become because you're like, oh, okay, now I know what I need to do that I didn't do the last time. I think good writing comes with a lot of reflection. If you just write to get the assignment done but never look back at what you've done prior, you're just kind of a hamster on a wheel. You're not going Mm -hmm. anywhere. So I think reflection is a huge part. Asking for feedback is a huge part. Realizing that everyone changes and matures, evolves in life, so too is writing, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not going to, the way you write now is not how you will write five years from now, Mm ten years from now. You'll continually have influences
0: and experiences that change how you look at it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know writing is, like, also really important, especially, or I guess the time period is kind of past, but, like, mm-hmm. for juniors and seniors, especially, it's because they're applying to colleges. Right. So, like, do you have any, like, advice as to how to get that done or improve like, oh. during that period? So, like, college essays? Yeah. Pretty. So, college essays are
1: kind of an anomaly in terms of the type of writing we have you do, because college essays are more about you.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and we we as teachers haven't really assigned a lot of write about you megan as Uh opposed to write a rhetorical analysis or an argument Uh right so the self-designed essay that you do for this class is probably closest to what the college essay is Uh so to to get to that point you have to start to think okay what are the experiences that have defined who i am And that's a big question right now. My sophomores are looking at Common App prompts and they're like, I don't know. That's okay if you don't know. You're just a sophomore. But you have to start thinking about where are you you headed? What has made you who you are? Mm
0: -hmm. Since you're, like, talking about experiences, Mm -hmm. I know, like, you're also someone who's very focused on society, Mm -hmm. like, understanding what's going on. So do you want to, like talk about what your views are because right now is a pretty difficult time it is it is and right when we think or right when
1: I think okay we're nearing the end it's like oh no (laughs) we're not quite there yet Mm -hmm. I I truly believe that you just have to take it a day at a time and Mm. on the way to work this morning I was listening to NPR and they're saying two years into the pandemic I'm like it's been two years oh it has been two years two years we have done this for two years which means we have done this for two years. That's a good thing, right? We've Mm -hmm. made it through this point, and I think we're closer to the end than we think, and we need to to relish that idea that we've been through some really hard things, Mm -hmm. which means that when the next hard thing comes and life gives us hard things, it does. We may not always want those hard things. We can look back on this and say, Remember how we got through that? We just managed day to day. That's not saying that it hasn't been extremely difficult. Because it has. It's changed how we interact with people. It's changed how maybe isolated we've become, even more so. And I think that's really a sad effect of this whole thing, that at a time when we need people most, we've had to isolate. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that from this, we re-engage and we realize how important it is to have true connections not just screen connections Mm -hmm. that we sit down and we have conversations that we get to know people and we can put away the screen and say well that's an idealized view of someone's life versus
0: this is getting to know somebody who's actually like a human being that I can have a conversation Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. so how's like because we're getting into like virtual how has it changed because last year was all virtual and then this year's in person so right has it made a huge impact on how you teach
1: you know it's interesting because last year was one of the hardest years of my whole career because I I'm used to to being with people in a space Mm -hmm. and I was with everybody virtually for most of the year And then this year being back in person, oh I'm back in person, I can be in a space with people. But then masks have limited how much connection I kind of feel I have. I still am connecting with people, but I think in some ways it's it's created another distance, even though we're in person, if that if that makes sense. Like a student of mine came back yesterday. Who I hadn't seen. You were in the mm-hmm. room when he came in, right? He was yeah. all excited. We hadn't talked in a long time. And I was thinking back. It's like, even virtually, I was able to make connections with him. Mm-hmm. This year, those connections are a different type. You know? It, mm-hmm. Like, he would stay after on Zoom, and we would talk. Uh-huh. I don't always have that same connection, but I can talk to people more face-to-face. So it, I, I think it's just how has it changed my teaching? Last year was exhausting for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because as a teacher on Zoom, you have to emote a lot, like to be really, you know, mm-hmm. in, maybe not engaging is the right word, but to try to connect. And even I had kids that had their screens off, it was, you know, an empty dark zone yeah. for some kids. And I get that. This year, I have to promote uh, more
0: just so people can hear me. Interesting. So yeah. it's just like... It's a different type of energy. Yeah, because especially last year, when because it was virtual, a lot of students didn't want to feel engaged. They didn't right. like actually want to do anything. So right. Because it's so easy to just turn off your camera and your mic. Right.
1: Like, and I think the beginning of this year, my sophomores in particular needed to relearn how to be in a room with each other because they hadn't been, they had turned off their cameras. They had, you know, stayed in bed all day. Now you need to be back in school now. This is how we (laughs) do this, you know?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And that, that took a lot of work to remind them because as sophomores, they had not been in the building before.
0: Oh, that's. Oh, I didn't even process they had, that. Most yeah.
1: of them had never been in a classroom here. Wow, that's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Right? You so, said on
1: it. orientation, when the few that showed up showed up, I said, let's look at a school map. Because <laughs> they didn't know where anything was. It was kind of like teaching freshmen.
0: That must be the worst way to
1: like, <laughs> go. I mean, it was hard for them, right? I mean, they. They've acclimated now, so mm-hmm. I think they're they're fine now. We've gotten through a lot of mm-hmm. hurdles. But it takes a lot more energy and time to do that. Because on Zoom, I can't do any of that. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, teach them how to be in class when we're on Zoom. Okay. You're either engaged or you're not. Your, your camera's on or it's off. hmm But in the classroom, it's like, okay, we can hear you, you know. (laughs) I don't have a mute button like I did last year. (laughs) You just need to realize that you're in a space with other people.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So you mentioned your sophomores. What other class do you teach? I teach sophomore college prep. Oh, okay, I see. So you teach sophomore college prep and AP Lang. So it's those two. So two very
1: different populations. Students for the most part your class high energy, high achievement, you know, have goals. Some of my sophomores do, but some of them are like I'd rather be someplace else. Not as a general statement. I mean, there are some kids that are truly engaged and are highly successful, but then there are other kids that like I saw one of your questions, what's a what's a thing that stands out? I I was walking around my room sophomores Mm -hmm. and I was looking at their iPads and this one kid on his his backdrop like the the picture in the the background Mm -hmm. it was me (laughs) (laughs) and I'm standing like in front of a screen and I was teaching and I'm like what am what (laughs) am I supposed to be is that a compliment that's a great Uh picture (laughs) i have it on my phone too like, <laughs> i had no idea megan i yes. didn't know what to do with that i just kind of left it i'm like if it's a spoof of something i don't want to know <laughs> but that that's yes. the difference between your class i don't think anybody has probably taken a picture of me in the midst of teaching and has that as their backdrop on mm-hmm. their phone or ipad <laughs> That's an <interesting> <laughs> right i mean that that's kind that's
0: that's what that particular kid focuses on. Was there ever a reason that he explained? No. it <laughs> it's
1: just a great picture. And the other kid said, yeah, it really is. I'm like...
0: <laughs> so he decided to use it? He just... Get, so, yeah.
1: So the next time you close your iPad and it comes up to the screensaver or the backdrop,
0: that there you go. <laughs> I'll make sure to keep pictures <laughs> <from
1: teachers. laughs> no, Don't keep pictures of teachers. It's just... <laughs> it, it's really indicative of... I'm taking it as a compliment. I don't know if it is, but I, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, he doesn't have a science teacher on there for some reason. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's a good way to look at you it. Know? If, if uh, you I, know. I, and I have a feeling that there's probably something on the screen that I'm either pointing to that is the funny thing or <laughs> I, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it unsaid. I'm just leaving it unsaid, and it's like, okay,
0: (laughs) just accepts it and moves on. Right,
1: and so that is kind of emblematic of the different, you know, levels of maturity, the different, Mm -hmm. like, what certain kids focus on versus, you know, Mm -hmm. coming in and getting the work done, and, you know, it's not, that's something that makes my day um, interesting (laughs) (laughs)
0: because I don't
1: have the same students every hour of the day same Mm -hmm. same caliber same maturity same so I have to kind of adjust what I do right so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah how do you appeal to the people who like don't want to be (laughs) engaged or don't it's um, tough because I have a couple of kids
1: and not so much in junior year but a couple of sophomores that I think they go through their day, and they don't talk to anybody. Really? Which no. makes me really sad. Like, I will say hello to them every time I see them. How are you doing? What's mm-hmm. going on? And they, they would rather just not talk. And going yeah. back to your original question about, you know, the pandemic and how this has affected kids, those are the kids that really concern me. Because maybe they have a whole friend group outside of the classmates that they're in school, in class with. I'm hoping that's the case. Uh-huh. But just the inability to try to engage or talk to somebody is, and I have, I have somebody, I'm thinking of my sophomore classes, in each one of my sophomore classes, that's kind of like that some classes multiple where they're just I'm not gonna talk to anybody I'm gonna wear my mask or keep my hood on and just try to disappear and it's it's just it breaks my heart because everybody needs somebody Mm -hmm. right and if you at this stage in your life have a hard time with that it only gets harder
0: yeah especially like getting to the later ends of high school and then college and then job
1: right right I mean life is about interacting and connecting with people Mm -hmm. so it 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 really saddens me that you know there are kids that just they would rather not talk Mm -hmm. so that's really hard that (laughs) that's really because I'm a communication arts teacher right I want to be able to Have a conversation. That's one of the reasons that I teach high school and not the little kids. I could I don't have the patience to teach like (laughs) third graders. I'd go crazy. I just and people say, Well, how do you teach high school? I'm like, I can have conversations. Third graders, I don't think they're gonna have much of a conversation, sorry.
0: Um,
1: so I just don't I don't know what happens with those kind of kids. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that somewhere in the course of their day they have somebody. But they're the kids that I can always imagine are sitting alone at a lunch table or mm-hmm. sitting in a hallway eating lunch or not even in the cafeteria. Mm. So those kids are out there, and those kids need somebody to make a connection with. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a sad <laughs> thing, but I think society is, is kind of like that too because it, these last two years, isolation has been
0: like kind of the solution. Yeah, especially because when no one can see you, it's so much easier to just find your way around it. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. That's really tough. Then. It, is,
1: it is tough. And I think in a place this big, you would hope that everybody can find somebody yeah. that is a friend. And I, I think that, I'm hoping that these kids do, but in particular, I'm thinking of two kids in my eighth-hour class. They're the first two kids to come into my room every day. And mm-hmm. I think it's because they don't want to be in the hall because they don't have anybody to talk to. Oh. That's so they come in and sit down, not a, a boy and a girl, oh. not at the same table. They don't interact with anybody. They mm. just want... They're, I think they're just socially... They don't feel like they fit in. Mm.
0: Do you have, like, any solutions to try and help them? I,
1: I try to engage with them, like, when they come in. Um... But a lot of times it's really super quiet. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to lean in to hear what they say. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I want them to know that I see them, that I know them, that they're there. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think it's, again, in a place like this, it's really easy to kind of get lost in the shuffle of 4,000 plus kids. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But, I don't know, I try. It's Mm -hmm. just tough. (laughs) (laughs) I try to put them with kids that I think are willing to to get them to talk and engage and you know at, but at at some point the onus is on them right that they have to realize i'm not comfortable in
0: my life to just go through and not talk to anybody i've got to change something do you think something like some part of the way they feel is like the stigma around students and community like because it's so competitive that they don't want to have to deal with all
1: yeah I think that could be it um I don't I don't know if they see themselves as competitive as much as and this is totally me transferring my thoughts what I have to say won't matter nobody Mm -hmm. really cares what I have to say Mm, I see Yeah so they're the kids that Very rarely will Volunteer ideas If I call on them I don't know You know it's Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. So and, and I think that's really Rough I think High school these four years are really hard Years but they're also Important years to try to figure out Who you are And what you want out of life I don't know what they're family situation is I don't know if they have supportive parents I just it's just kind of one of those things right that yeah. you've got to figure out what's important to you aside from what your friends are doing or what's grades from other people right? you know it, it, people get caught up in that all the time there's going to be a time where you don't see the people that you see today, every day. You're not going to see mm-hmm. them in two years. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, so you just stressful. have you you will be with yourself. So you've got to figure out how do you make this work? How do you make your life work?
0: Mm-hmm. Especially when you get to college, right? You mean right.
1: everyone knew you have to make those right. connections. Right. You have to make the connections and you have to be self-driven and not dependent on somebody else to say this is what you should do mm-hmm. you got to be able to figure that out
0: yeah so mm. <laughs> deep deep thoughts megan these deep, deep, deep thoughts yeah man that went really depressing <laughs> <laughs> so, what's done a happier no? <laughs> yeah. and well in that case um any like last words of wisdom to students now or future students
1: yeah i think it's just I kind of abide by the idea to try to be kind, right? I mean, there's, there's, there are days that are hard for everybody, and you might be the one person that brightens that other person's day. Okay. So just realize that that's, you have the power, no matter who you are, to be able to do that, to make somebody smile or to make them feel good about themselves, you know, it's like when you and I mm-hmm. dress the same and we don't plan it, <laughs> it's like, I am like Megan today. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's really good words. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, you just have to, there's something good about every day, even though you might be going through a lot of really horrible stuff, you got to find the good that's in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. You're yeah. welcome.
0: Uh, okay. Thank you so yep. much. Thanks for joining us on lunch break this week. If you like this podcast, make sure to share it with friends and family.